0: You're listening to Elders, and this music is Nep- Nepali folk music from the, Himal- the Himalayas, music related with Nua, Kathmandu Valley, from um, the YouTube channel called Life Less Than a Hundred, Suffering No Less Than a Thousand, such amazing music. Indeed, beautiful, absolutely beautiful, powerful, really gets you in the mood. Yeah, this is, a, this is cause for celebration, this, this music, this is a epic music that brings you on the journey. This is the type of music you want to hear when you're on this this hero's journey that you're on. The journey of the Dharma, the path of the Dharma, taking the path. No telling where it will lead and no telling where it will end. It is an end in itself and it leads only to itself. Continuing with the life of Milarepa, Chapter 9. Again, Rechumpa asked When the Jetsun Lama returned to the land of his birth, was it as he had dreamed, or did he meet his mother? I did not have the fortune to meet with my mother, just as I had seen in my terrible dream, answered Milarepa. Rechungpa then said, In that case, how did the Jetson arrive at his home? How did he meet with his countrymen when he first arrived? Milarepa continued, When I first arrived in the upper end of the valley, at a spot where I could see my house, There were many herdsmen. I asked them the names of the local places and what the locals were like. They answered in detail. Then I pointed to my house and asked, What is that place called? What do they say about the people who live there? That down there is called Kazi Dungye. It has no one but ghosts for residents. Pressing for details, I asked, are the village are the people who used to live there dead or have they left the village? At one time, they were among the wealthy people in the region. Then the father, who had just one son, died prematurely and without properly arranging his last will and testament. After the father's death, paternal relatives seized all of his only son's wealth. They were supposed to return it. After the sun grew up, but refused. Out of revenge, he cast magic and hailstorms, and the region was devastated. Now all of us fear his Dharma protectors, and we don't dare even to glance in the direction of his house and fields, much less go near them. By that account, The corpse of the only son's mother lies in the house down there, and her ghost still haunts the place. There is a sister who left her mother's corpse and became a beggar. No one knows where. The son himself may now be dead. There's been no news about him at all. It is said that some Dharma texts remain in the house down there. Yogin. if you dare go, you should have a look. How much time has passed since this happened? Some eight years have passed since she died. Only distant memories of the magic and hail remain. I merely heard about it from others. I thought that, since they feared my Dharma protectors, they would not be able to harm me. I felt certain that my old mother had died and my sister had gone missing. Filled with sorrow, I sat weeping in a hidden spot until the sun went down. When the sun had set, I went into the village. Just as in my dream, the fields outside were overrun with weeds and the house, once like a temple, had buckled. Stepping inside, I saw the texts of the precious Ratnakuta Sutra, damaged by leaking water and falling debris. Birds and mice had made nests in them, covering the books in their droppings. I looked at this scene and took it in, And I was filled with sadness. Then I walked across the doorstep and found a heap of rags caked with dirt over which many weeds had grown. When I gathered them up, a number of human bones, bleached white, slipped out. When I realized they were the bones of my mother... I was so overcome with grief that I could hardly stand it. I could not think, I could not speak, and an overwhelming sense of longing and sadness swept over me. I was on the verge of fainting, but at that moment I remembered my lama's oral instructions. I then blended my mother's consciousness with my mind and the wisdom mind of the Kagyu Lamas. I made a cushion of my mother's bones and rested in a state of luminosity, without letting my three gates waver for even an instant. I saw the true possibility of liberating both my mother and my father from the suffering of life's round. Seven days passed and, emerging from my absorption, I thought things over. I am convinced that all of life's round is without essence. Thus, I shall make figurines from my mother's bones. As payment for that, I shall make an offering of these... of these Ratnakuta texts. And then I shall practice at Drakar Taso day and night, without regard for my life. If the eight worldly concerns arise in my mind, I shall kill myself. If thoughts of a comfortable life come up, may the Dakini's and Dharma protectors strike me down. I repeated this pledge over and over in my mind. I gathered my mother's bones. Then I took good care of the Ratnakuta texts, clearing them of dirt and bird droppings. They were not too damaged by leaking water, and the letters were still clear and bright. I loaded the first portion of the texts onto my back and carried my mother's bones in the fold of my cloak. Feeling immeasurable weariness toward the world, I became certain that life's round had no essence. Thus I sang this song of my fervent pledge to carry out the essence of Dharma. Lord Akshobhya in essence, compassionate one, translator Marpa, in accord with your prophetic command in my homeland, A prison of demons, masters, impermanence and illusion appeared. Bless me to maintain certainty in these excellent masters themselves. In general, all things that exist or appear are impermanent, unstable. They change and they move. In particular, the things of life's round have no essence Rather than do things that lack any essence, I go to do dharma divine that's essential. First, when there was a father, there was no son. Now, when there is a son, there is no father. Though the two come together, they've no essence. I, the son, will do dharma divine. That is essential. I'm off to meditate at Drakartaso. When there was a mother, there was no son. Before I, the son, came, the old mother had died. Though the two come together, they've no essence. I, the son, will do dharma divine. That is essential. I'm off to meditate at Drakar Taso. When there was a sister, there was no brother. When the brother arrives, the sister is gone. Though the two come together, they've no essence. I, the sun, will do dharma divine. That is essential. I'm off to meditate at Drakartaso. When there were holy texts, there was no one to tend them. When the attendant arrives, they are damaged by rain. Though the two come together, they've no essence. I, the sun, will do dharma divine. That is essential. I'm off to meditate at Dracar Tasso. When there was a house, there was no master. When the master arrives, the house is in ruins. Though the two come together, they've no essence. I, the son, will do Dharma divine. That is essential. I'm off to meditate at Dracar Tasso. When there were fertile fields, there was no owner. Now the owner arrives, they are run over with weeds. Though the two come together, they have no essence. I, the sun, will do dharma divine. That is essential. I am off to meditate at Trakar Homeland, house, fields, and the like. The things of life's round have no essence at all. Those beings who want things with no essence can have them. A yogi, I go to achieve liberation. Kind Father Marpa Lotsawa, bless your son to remain in mountain retreat. After I had sung a song of my sadness, I first went to the home of the tutor who taught me to read. He had died, so I presented the first portion of the Ratnakuta text. To his son and said I will give you the rest of this religious text. Make figurines from the bones of my old mother. Your Dharma protectors will follow this book so I don't want it but I will help you fo- I will help you mold the figurines he replied my protectors will not follow the offerings I make. In that case he said it's fine with my help He fashioned the figurines out of my mother's bones and performed the consecration ritual. Then we placed them in a stupa and I prepared to leave. My tutor's son said, I will serve you in any way I can, so stay here a few days and talk. I replied, I have no time to talk. I am eager to practice. Well then, stay tonight. In the morning, I shall give you provisions for your practice. I stayed. He continued, In the past, when you were young, you vanquished your enemies through magic. Now that you are in the prime of your life, you practice the pure Dharma. That's amazing. In the future, you will become an accomplished master. What sort of lama do you have and what kind of oral instructions did you receive? He questioned me in detail. I described how I obtained the great perfection and in particular how I met Marpa. How amazing. If that is true, you should repair the house, marry Zeze, and then emulate the life of your lama. Lama Marpa took a wife for the benefit of beings. I have neither the intention nor the ability to act in that way. To do so would be like a rabbit bounding along in the guise of a lion. It would fall into an abyss and surely die. Broadly speaking, I have become weary of life's round and I have an urgent desire And I have an urgent desire for nothing but the Lama's oral instructions and for practice. That I practice in mountain retreat is the very core of the Lama's advice. Only in this way can I emulate his life. Through practice, I will surely fulfill his wishes. Through practice, I will benefit the teachings and sentient beings. Through practice, my parents will be rescued. Through practice... My own aims will also be realized. I know nothing but practice. I am good for nothing but practice. I think about nothing but practice. In particular, witnessing the remains of my parents' estate and the wealth they amassed has given me a fierce intention to practice. I am burning like fire inside. For others, untouched by such misfortune or oblivious to the suffering of death and bad rebirth, a comfortable life is enough. These conditions compel me to practice without regard for food, clothing, or recognition. Bursting into tears, I sang this song to illustrate these points. I bow down at the feet of most excellent Marpa, Bless this beggar to turn away from clinging to things. Alas, alas, I, me, I, me, how sad. People invested in things of life's round. I reflect and reflect, and again and again I despair. They act and they act and stir up from their depths so much torment. They spin and they spin and are cast in the depths of of life's round. Those dragged on by karma afflicted with anguish like this. What to do? What to do? There is no cure but the Dharma. Lord Akshobhya, in essence, Vajradhara, bless this beggar to stay in mountain retreat. In the town of impermanence and illusion, a restless visitor to these ruins is afflicted with anguish. In the environs of Gungtang, a wondrous landscape, grasslands that fed yaks, sheep, cattle, and goats are nowadays taken over by harmful spirits. These two are examples of impermanence and illusion, examples that call me a yogin to practice. This home of four pillars and eight beams nowadays resembles a lion's upper jaw. The manner of four corners, four walls and a roof making nine. These two are examples of impermanence and illusion, examples that call me a yogin to practice. This fertile field orma triangle nowadays is a tangle of weeds. My cousins and family relations nowadays rise up as an army of foes. These two are examples of impermanence and illusion, examples that call me a yogin to practice. My good father Mila Shergyal, nowadays, of him no trace remains. My mother Nyangsa Kargyen. Nowadays is a pile of bare bones. These two are examples of impermanence and illusion. Examples that call me a yogin to practice. My family priest Konchok Labum Labum, nowadays works as a servant. The sacred text Ratnakuta nowadays serves as a nest for vermin and birds. These two are examples of impermanence and illusion, examples that call me a yogin to practice. My neighboring uncle Yung nowadays lives among hostile enemies. My sister Peta Gonki has vanished without a trace. These two are examples of impermanence and illusion, examples that call me a yogin to practice. Lord Akshobhya, in essence, compassionate one, bless this beggar to stay in mountain retreat. I sang this sad melody of my weariness with the world. The sun sighed deeply and said, How amazing! That is so very true! His wife was present, and she too sat there with tears streaming from her eyes, seeing the condition of my home. I couldn't help but honestly affirm again and again my pledge to practice. I also kept that pledge continually in mind, since in reality I fulfilled that pledge. I have no regrets. Thus Milarepa spoke. This was the sixth of the supreme deeds, the deed in which, having been reminded once again of the essence, essencelessness of life's round, he vowed to practice. And thus ends chapter 9. So I will continue in chapter 10 in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Please enjoy some of this epic music.